Okay, Shalom Hevrei. It is um, Pashas Titzavah Tafshin Pei Dalud. Just as a side point, um, there's a very famous mimer from the Lubavitch Rebbe. I mean, it's famous in Lubavitch called Atatitzavah, which if you guys can look that up online or something, it's uh, it's foundational. And if I had time, I would have prepared it and given it over, but I didn't. So we'll speak about something else. But if you do get a minute, it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing, mamash. Um, so it's Tafshin paid Dalad. Okay. Um, Titsave is the Pasha of the Big Day Kahuna. So we're just going to talk about clothing. I know that uh, Natan is new here. So, and Mo, I'm not sure who Mo is. Maybe Mo, can you tell him? That's Moshe. He's been here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mo. so the Indian of, of Begadim. Begadim are the final part of the system. Begadim we translate as Come on, clothes. clothes. No, stop it. Behavior. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> behavior, yeah. Begadim is behavior. Yeah, you're right. It is clothes. It is clothes. But Alpi Chasidus, Alpi Kabbalah, Begadim is behavior. And behavior breaks down into three, into three components. Thought, speech, and action. Okay, so I just wanted to go through and explain. We haven't like really gone to town on this before, but um, I wanted to just go through and explain. There's so many reasons why behavior by by behavior is 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 initial to begadim. Why begadim is a muscle for behavior, um, and it's really it's it's really amazing. Um, okay, so just to, not sure exactly where to start. I suppose we'll start at the Chet Eitz Adas, that we were naked before before we ate. Yeah, and there was no problem. There was no bushes, nothing. So it was it was a consequence of the Chet Eitz Adas that we ended up wearing clothing. Now, clothing is Loshan Lavush, which works out really well. Michael will like this, because it's la bush. It's for bush, busha. It was because we had bushes that we ended up needing clothing. So clothing is an Indian of busha. What does clothing cover? So clothing covers your body. If clothing is the essence, sorry, Slicha, I just gave it away now. If clothing is the behavior, yeah, then the body is really considered the essence. So clothing is to conceal essence. And you can't see essence. You can hear about essence, maybe, but you can't see it. So so by the Chet Eitz Adas, and this just ties in, remember we could describe essence if we wanted to use one word for essence. Anybody give me one Hebrew word for essence? The, the ultimate essence of everything. No? Ratzon? Nearly. Go and drop deeper. Oinig. Oinig. So 
it's interesting. I've I've I I saw this inside and I looked for it again. I saw it with my own eyes inside. I looked for it on a couple of occasions, I couldn't find it again. But when um when it said that we were embarrassed after the hate eight said that this this source I can't I can't remember where it was, but I did see it. It said that we was that we were misdavik at that point. We were involved. Adam was involved in relations with Chava. It wasn't that he was just standing there naked and he was like, "Oh, I'm all embarrassed." It was he was embarrassed because he was having relations with Chava, and for the first time, he experienced his own personal pleasure. And at that point, he realized that he was something separate from God, and that really is what separates us from God. What separates us from God is our pleasure, is the fact that we have our own personal pleasure. So that was that was the thing. So so at that point, we had to wear a lavouche because our essence, I don't really know what happened to the essence at that point, but something very profound did happen. And at that point, we needed to cover over the essence. And that's why lavouche is Loshan la bouche for the bush, for the busher, for the embarrassment, for the shame, whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, and just as an, or maybe we'll finish with that. Make, make sure you remind me to, to go back to the Baal Shem Tov um, to, to finish off with. Okay. So there's a whole, but we're going to go through a whole bunch of things, connected things to, to garments, to clothing that give us a deep insight into what behavior actually is. Okay. So first things first is, you go out in your clothes. You can type you these. Are, you can write if you want to write down. These can be headings, and then we'll talk a little bit about each thing. You can, we could talk a lot more about each thing, but we're just gonna give. We're just gonna give a, a pesach, okay? So has So number one, you go out in your clothes. You can't go out naked. So you go out in your clothes. Your clothes are there for you to interact. They are the interface between you and everything else. Maybe that's actually what it was about in Gan Eden, that we left the way that the Ryatz explains the, the, the previous Rebbe from the, the, the father-in-law of the Lubavitch Rebbe. If you listen to his whole take that Rav Manis gives over on what happened at Gan Eden, it was Dafka the Indian of going out. So, yeah, Michael, you heard that? Yeah, it's, Mel it's Pelade. It's from the Ryatz. So it was this idea of these two souls that are in Ganadin, Mamash Ganadin, Ruchnias Ganadin, who kind of intuited what they needed to do, and they came out into this world. They came into a world of Misa. That was uh, that's a, that you can listen to Manis's uh, types on that. Um, so we go out in our clothes. They are a way for us to interface, to interact with the external, with externality, with things that are outside. Okay, number one. Okay, garments express our, we, we express ourselves through garments. Okay, so obviously Haredim always feel the same way because we just wear the same clothes all the time. But people who aren't Haredim, they wear different clothes to express or describe different moods they're having. Just like with our behavior. Our behavior is a way of expressing who we are. An angry person behaves in an angry way. A very relaxed, easygoing person, his behaviors will be will be more like that. Okay. Now, just as a side point here, this is very important, is in regards to expression, clothing can either hinder 
or help expression. So, for example, if you're dressed up in a big, you know, very heavy jeans and a very heavy duffel coat and uh, a bit, you know, a big, a big raincoat on top of that as well, yeah, you can't. Your 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 body is restricted very much. Whereas if you're wearing like some loose fitting khaki pants and and a, and a t shirt or you know tight fitting, uh, you know leggings for a woman or something, I don't know, something like that, or a dress, whatever it is, then the expression isn't impeded. Anybody remembers what gives what what impacts the response that you could call that the responsiveness of the garments, whether they're responsive or or not responsive. So like dress, you know, like Michael, what you're wearing right now, yeah, it looks pretty responsive. Yeah, you're pretty free flowing. Okay. And what I'm wearing right now is a little less responsive. So anyone remembers what it is that, that has the biggest effect on the responsiveness of our clothes? It's the level of kadusha between our parents when we were conceived. If they were involved with each other physically, the more selfless their act with each other was, the higher, the more responsive the garments are. Okay? Okay. So we go out in our clothes. They are an expression of us. They cover us up. Remember, you can't look at essence. You can't see essence. You just can't see it. So garments cover us up. Which means that the only way that you know that your wife is standing there in front of you is that she's standing there in front of you. That sounds a bit silly to say. But meaning that the, the way the Tanya explains it is, let, let's say you're sitting with, with Donald Trump yeah, in the White House while he was president. yeah. You're sitting there across him from the Oval Table and you've got like, what can you say? You've got to like scratch your nose. And you're sitting there, he's right in front of you, and you don't feel comfortable scratching your nose, no? But you see him, like, you know, he's, like, getting older. And you know, like, how your grandparents would, like, be talking to you, and they'd be like this, and then they'd be like that. And then like that again, yeah? So when Trump goes like that, you might actually just tuck a scratch your nose. Why? Because you don't have any pachad from his goof. The pachel is from him. If he was lying asleep in front of you, it, who you wouldn't you would do whatever you check your email you'd you'd pick your nose you do whatever you want. There's no pachel from from his goof. The pachel's from him, from the consciousness behind the goof. But you would never know that that consciousness was there if it wasn't for the goof. So the goof covers up the consciousness. Now you think there's a goof. Where's the consciousness? But at the same time, if it wasn't for the goof, you wouldn't be able to experience the consciousness. That's the same with all of our, with all relationships. It always goes through the goof, which is like clothing as well. Always goes through the goof. Meaning, if there was no goof, there would be no way of interacting with another. So it covers up, but it's a cover-up almanas to reveal, so as to reveal. You with me? And that's really what cover-up always is, LP, in a holy, the, the, you know, cover-up from Hashem. He covers himself up so that he can become accessible to us. 
without him covering himself up, there would be no way of interacting with him, no way of having a relationship with him, no way of knowing him. So there's a big chesed that he covers himself. Okay, everyone's with me? Okay, so we put them on and we take them off. This is really important. Sounds funny, yeah? I know it's like obvious, but clothes you put on and you take off. And that is Maramis of the fact that by definition, all behavior begins and ends. If it's behavior, it has a beginning and it has an end. If it doesn't have a beginning and an end, it's not behavior. Okay, so we've got thought, speech, and action. Obviously, action. Okay, I'm taking Gavriel's dry washing to the dry cleaners. It begins by when I call him on the phone, when he calls me on the phone, when I pick up the dry clean, when I walk over there, I give it there, I get it dry clean, I walk back, I give it back to him, finished. Yeah, the mice is done. Yeah, we start speaking and we stop speaking. Even thinking that is is um is kind of continuous, but thoughts are not continuous. The, the process of thinking, unless we work on it very hard, it just, just goes by itself. But each thought could be replaced by another thought. And I could stop thinking about this. What's the, what's the expression? Not pay it another thought. Is that an expression? It's not pay it another thought? Maybe. Sounds a bit off. I'm, I think I messed it up. But what, give it another thought. I won't, I won't give that another thought. Thank you. Yeah. That, that even thinking is it begins and it ends. That's behavior. Masha'en Cain, Midas and Seichel. So I say to you, you know, you see, just think about, we've done this before, think about your two times table. And you're sitting there, you go two times two is uh, four, two times six is 12. So, okay, stop, finished. Okay? Whereas if I was just turn around and say to you and say, Stop loving your mother. You can't do that. Or if I was to say to you and say, make it that you don't know that two plus two equals four. Make that, make that false in your mind. You can't do that. Even more, even it, to stop loving your mother, which I wouldn't recommend doing, but I suppose somebody could potentially do that with enough energy and, you know, enough time they, and enough craziness, they could probably do that. But to unknow two plus two equals four, that would take a real, uh, that would be a real feat. But anyway, so the idea of Seichel and Midas is that they don't, they don't begin and end. They do less, but but much 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 less so than than behavior. Behavior begins and ends. That's the idea of clothing that you put it on and you take it off. Okay. Um, also, interestingly enough, clothing is seasonal, means it's affected by time. So, especially by women, they have one clothes. You know, they have one wardrobe for spring and they have another wardrobe for winter, whatever. Yeah, because it actually is affected. Your behavior is affected by the outside, by the elements that affects your behavior. Okay. Um, yeah, this is very important. You can wear someone else's clothes. I could take your dry cleaners. I could take your dry cleaner to the dry cleaners. That's me wearing your Lavusha Misa. You need it done. And I'm doing it for you. I end up putting on your your lavouche of Mysa. 
Or you could sell, you could send me to be Makadesh, your wife to be, and I could go and I could go, Hare at Mukadeshes la Shlomi. And I could be Makadesh. That would be me becoming Malubish in your, in your Levusha Dibor. And how would you come Malubish in someone's Levusha Machshava? How do you become enclosed inside? How do you think someone else's thoughts? By fulfilling their Ratzon? That's more like Misa. How would you think their thoughts? How can I put on your, how can I wear your Levusha Machshava? Imitation, maybe? That might be more like, um, Debor, if I read your book, if I read your book, or, or also if I sit in your shear, you're thinking my thoughts. That's the idea that that's what a teacher, one of the things a teacher does. But, but especially when you read someone's book, when you're reading their book, you're thinking their thoughts. So anyway, so you can wear somebody else's devotion. That's a very important thing. Again, remember there's, you know, we've got behavior that's that's hol, and then we've got behavior that's kadosh. So behavior that's kadosh is mitzvahs. So can we think Hashem's thoughts? That's called learning Torah. That's called learning Torah, speaking his words. That's called learning Torah. Doing his, doing his mitzvahs. That's called wearing the, the levu, Hashem's levusha maisa. Can Hashem do his mitzvahs? Like, he, like, I suppose he could, but he'd have to like break some of his rules. You know, he's made some rules. So when we do the mitzvahs for him, you remember, I don't, Michael, you weren't there. Yitzi was there. Uh, I think that time as well, when we said on, um, um, it was just after davening quickly that I said about, oh, it was before davening, about the idea of if you miss your tough kid, if, you, if there was an organization that you were meant to build and you didn't build it, then it's quite easy for Hashem to just work that out another way. But in regards to the mitzvahs that you have to do with your goof, like putting on tefillin, if you don't do, if you don't do, if you don't put on tefillin, yeah, then the world is really lacking. Hashem's, Hashem is being, is being put in a compromised position because he needs your arm to have tefillin strapped on it if you're Jewish. And if you don't do that, then... Well, I mean, he, you know, I don't know how to work it out. He'll work it out somehow, but it's not as easy as if you just don't build the organization that you were going to build. That that he can work out by, you know, if you don't put on to fill in on your arm, well, you know, the whole Bria is lacking. And it's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting idea. But that's Hashem doing his mitzvahs. When we do mitzvahs, it's so, we've said, we've said this, endless, endless times, but we will say it endless more times, is that when you are doing mitzvahs, you're not doing mitzvahs. You're becoming a chalik in the mitzvah. You have a mitzvah is time, space, energy, and matter. Yeah? You are providing the energy and the matter as well, whether it's your teeth for matzah or your arm for whatever. So you become an ingredient in the mitzvah. Not that you do a mitzvah, Hashem's doing the mitzvah, so to speak. It's his levush ha'maisen. And you're able to wear that. That's pedadip.
Okay, onward. Um, animals don't wear clothes. It's actually interesting because animals kind of do wear clothes, but their clothes are built in. Animals are one with their clothes. They have a, you know, a, they have fur, they have or they have um, skin, they, they have whatever the, uh, whatever it is, but animals don't wear clothes. That's, that's, I think, possibly the biggest difference between human beings and animals, is that animals don't wear clothes. They are their clothes. See, when a human being, when a human being is identified with his behavior, thought, speech, or action, and he thinks that that's him, then he's really fallen below the level of human being, basically. The human being needs to know that he is the one who behaves. He is the one who does. He is the one who speaks. And he is the one who thinks. He is not the doing. He is not the speaking. He is not the thinking. And when we get this really clear, and we create that, we create that distance between us and our behavior, now we become the bala behavior. We are the ones who are behaving as opposed to the behavior itself. And like we've said before, when a person is angry, see anger, just like everything else in creation, everything longs to continue to live, to continue to be. Yeah, the, you've got the survival, uh, the survival instinct. Everything, a, a, a disgusting Jerusalem cat that's on its last legs, yeah, will fight to survive for an extra few minutes, yeah? Life longs to live. Anger is the same. So that's why it's so it's so unproductive when someone's angry to say, relax, relax. Because if they've become identified with their anger, to tell them to let go of their anger is basically saying, please shoot yourself in the head. Please kill yourself. That's why it just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. In fact, we'll get them more and more angry because anger, want, just like all living organisms want to continue to live, so too anger. So the only way we've got a chance of dealing with it is by making a, a distance, creating a distance between us and the anger. And then once we've done that, so for example, if you're angry with your wife, instead of saying, I'm really angry, Say, I'm feeling anger, or there's anger in me. Well, however you want to phrase it, but don't say, I'm angry. Because if you say, I'm angry, you're in a, you've compromised your ability to, um, you've really compromised your ability to, uh, to actually take control of your behavior. So just that's an important point. So that's the reason animals don't have clothing. So animals don't wear clothing. They are their clothing. Human beings wear clothing. Clothing is external to us. Our behavior is external to us, meaning that we have schlita over our behavior. And that, that is to know that, I mean, a lot of people say, oh no, I, you know, I can't control myself and whatever, this and that. But the, a person who genuinely can't control himself is a sick person. You've always got, no matter how deep the addiction is, yeah? You can think of it like, uh, you know, we've said this before, but no matter how deep the addiction is, when the person's about to press the button yeah, and to look at the, the things he shouldn't be looking at online, and you, you feel almost, not almost, you feel absolutely compelled. Yeah, there's nothing that can stop you, yeah? 
except if a guy jumps out from the cupboard and says, here, by the way, here's $10,000 not to press that button. You'd be like, okay. So the, the question is, what's the price? Yeah. The real thing is that the guy could just jump out the cupboard and look at you and you wouldn't look at that. You would never, you, the, the embarrassment would be too much. You wouldn't need to offer you anything. Just the fact that there's somebody else in the room. And I think, I think that is the most destructive part of, of pornography. The most destructive part of the addiction of pornography is, don't get me wrong, there's a lot, a lot of bad stuff with that. A lot of bad stuff. I think the most destructive part of pornography is that you, by definition, are became, become an atheist, an absolute atheist for the duration of the of the uh, of the viewing session. That person becomes an atheist because you wouldn't be able to look at that in front of anyone. No one. Everyone knows it's intrinsically raw and tummy. So you have to you have to become an atheist by definition. It has to be that God doesn't exist. It has to be. That's really not healthy. Terrible. Doesn't that apply to any of era? Um, yes, absolutely. But the, the thing about, about pornography is that it, it's not just like a minute, it, it's a continuous, it's a it's a thing that can go on for hours i don't know what people do but it could go on for a long time and it's it's more like you're right it, it is the same thing anyway and the gemara says that that was rabbi yochanan's brocha to his talmidim he said the year you should have year shemayim like you have year bus of adam you should fear heaven like you fear man that's really what it's talking about but that that the the, the thing about see because like there's another thing about eating a trafe you know you can eat a trafe sandwich out not such a big deal you know no one's no one cares no one you know um but but um but pornography even in front of a goy in front of anyone i don't know about in front of an animal i could i don't i don't know if that would be the case but i could imagine somebody would also feel a little bit like uh in front of their pet dog might feel a little bit uncomfortable i'm just i'm guess i don't know um but anyway yeah so that that's um okay so so by human beings we wear clothes animals are their clothes okay you can wear false clothes mean meaning you can act in ways that are contrary to who you are meaning you can do things that are not typical of you and you could turn around somebody and say I, can't, I don't know what came over me i'm so sorry i can't believe i did that yeah i'll never do that again or conversely, you can feel like you want to do something not Poseidon and act act opposite to that. So you can wear false clothes, and that's very good. That's very healthy. Unlike what they might say in you know in Western civilization, where you have to express yourself and whatever comes do. Yeah, that's not what we say. Bichlal, be false. If 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 what's going on inside is not Poseidon, then act falsely. <laughs> yeah, that's very holy. Okay, um, garments are layered. So you have the garment that touches your inner, your, the garment, your like your vest that touches your skin. Then you have your shirts or your tzitzes, whatever. Then you have your khalifa, your, your rechel, your outer garment. And that corresponds to thought, speech, and action. What's the most inner garment? Thoughts. Thought. Thought's the most inner garment. 
and then and that's very important so that's another problem with with um with pornography is that it 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 works on a level of of mashava and that is touching the soul that's another like kind of deep problem with 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 pornography is problems in the mashava are actually touching the soul so they corrupt the soul in a more in a more kind of potent way then you have your dibor which is further out and then you have mice which is even further out yeah there's a lot to talk about that but we're not gonna i'm not gonna do that um also interestingly enough um clothing is gender specific meaning when men wear a certain type of clothing i know those boundaries are getting blurred but um Men wear a certain type of clothing and women wear a different type of clothing. Men and women behave differently. That's something that I'm beginning to cut after being married for 20 years. I'm just, just beginning. Meaning they also think differently. They actually think very, very differently to us. Okay, so we'll finish off just by mentioning um, a couple of other things, the small points. Um, we said Beged is lost... Um, Clothing is lost from lavush, lavush for for embarrassment. Yeah, to cover over the embarrassment, it's also lost from beged, base gimel dalad, yeah, which also means boyged, which means to be a traitor, to like to lie, to 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 deceive, to deceive. So I saw this by Rabbi Tatsi explain one time that you have aleph, base gimel dalad, so the beged. Conceals the Aleph, which is Alufasha Oilam, which is the Voynish Oilam. Okay, and we'll finish off. Everyone got that? Mike, you look confused. Okay. Can you repeat that last point about concealing the Aleph? So we've got the Aleph base goes Aleph base Gimel Dalad. Yeah. So Beged is Aleph base Gimel Dalad. So the concept of the Beged is you've got the Aleph, which is Alufasha Oilam. Aleph is always a Shem, yeah, for lots of reasons. And then you have base Gimel Dalad, that the Aleph base is the big day Hashem, so to speak. They enclose Hashem so that we can have a relationship with him. But I thought it was Bez Gimel Dalad is surrounded by Hashem with the Aleph and the Hey. Someone who's dressed properly, then they're surrounded by Hashem. Very nice. Also, also. Beautiful. Um, okay, so then this is the... This is the takeaway, okay? This is the all of that was nice and foundational, etc. But this is the real takeaway, okay? The Baal Shem Tov said that he came to his madragas through mikvah. The Arizal said simcha, and the Baal Shem Tov said mikvah. That doesn't make any sense. Like when you learn Arizal, yeah, it's like it's not very simchadic, you know. <laughs> I don't know. How much simcha you get? I mean, there is a simcha, a very deep kind of thing that comes from it. But it's, you know, it's not like the Bar Shem Tov with the Geshmach of Ortlachem and the dancing and the singing, like the happy minion. It's not like that, yeah? So, so what's the Indian of the mikvah? Why is the mikvah so choshev? Especially in our generation, when we are so, we're so far from Ruchnius, yeah? Like the mikvah is like such a kind of high avoider, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, we're so schmutzig anyway. Simcha sounds like it. It, sh it sounds like it should have said the Ariza should have said mikvah, and the Baal Shem Tov should have said simcha. That would that would sit with me. Everyone everyone agrees with that. If it, it would sit with me a little bit better, yeah. But that's not what happened. The Ariza said simcha, and the Baal Shem Tov said mikvah. 
So th this is my chiddush, but I want to say this, that, and I think this is really the most important part of the process of the mikvah, is taking your clothes off. Because alpi halacha, you do not need to take your clothes off to go into a mikvah. You, unless you're wearing like, 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 you know, like lycra, you know, like tight, <laughs> like, not like, like as a material, yeah? Like some kind of rubber, like some kind of wetsuit, I don't know. It, it, otherwise, you could you could jump in the water, and if you wanted to be mucked, you could just pull the elastic out a teeny bit from your boxes, whatever. 100% kosher. You wouldn't even need to pull the elastic. They're not tight enough that it would be a chalsitsa. 100% kosher. So there's a big question, like, why are we, why are we, um, why do we compromise the sneer so much? You with me? Why do we compromise the, the sneer so much in a mikvah? It's not sneers in a mikvah. What's the what's the Indian? That, and, and I think that's the, the, the Indian is that we take off our clothes. And that's Lashon Poishet. Poishet is the, is the Hebrew verb to remove your clothes. And that means to become poshet. That's the Indian, the poshet yid, is without clothes. Just you, the, the clothes dissolve. The clothes dissolve on the, on the human being. See, clothes by definition are very complicated. Think about how look at your clothing. Yeah, it's crazy complicated. It's like any, anything you're wearing is made of like thousands and thousands and thousands of strands of whatever. It's crazy complicated. All clothing is crazy complicated. Yeah, Except for maybe leather, that's interesting. But fur and and um, and and any any kind of big, um, any kind of uh, what do you call it? Like a bud, uh, like material. That kind of stuff is very complicated. Yeah. So the Indian of taking off the clothes, doing it once a day, once a week, once a month, once a year, whatever it is. Yeah. But that going into the mikvah and taking off your clothes and being cognizant of the fact that we are making a distance between me and my behavior. I'm not my I'm not my actions, I'm not my speech, and most importantly, I'm not even my thinking. And that's the final level of the, the removal of the inner get the inner the inner beged. And then when we go into the mikvah, the basic kavanas that we should be having is that we are removing all of the all of the big day chol. Yeah, meaning all the thought, speech, and action of chol. That's really what we're letting go of. That really is the avoider of mikvah. And I think to answer up, so why was it that the that the Baal Shem Tov spoke about mikvah in our generation is because that is, I, I can't think of anything more important for us to chap, is that we are not our thinking. We're not, also not our speech, we're not our, we're not our actions yet, but we're not our thinking. And in our generation, when the thinking has hit like fever pitch, crazy crazy insane thinking yeah that to 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 do that once a day once a week whatever it is and to just remember I'm not my thinking i'm not my thinking these thoughts are happening to me they're going through me but i'm not them and i can uh, i can ascend above them as well to shem but i told you a little bit off topic because we're talking about big day kahuna but i'll be uh Kabbalah, you can Learn the whole thing as well. I'll be the big day kahuna and all the different, all the different, uh, different clothing that they wore as well. So anyway, we should be zocher to know that we wear our clothing. We are not our clothing, and that means that we can and 
a chayv to um, to take responsibility for our behavior and to behave correctly in every single situation. Bezat Hashem. Okay, Shukoyach. Just have a good Shabbos. I'm going to miss you guys. Good Shabbos. Enjoyed having you in LA very much. Thank you for your time here and your Torah. My pleasure. My pleasure. Really. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Colton, Colton. See you soon. Bye-bye.